0: Lord, we honor you. In all we do, I honor you. As I sing those words, I realize, God, that's not the truth. (laughs) It's not the truth. It's my desire, but it's not my outcome. Ese es mi deseo de honrarte en todo, Señor, pero no es la salida de mi vida. And yet, Lord, you accept that prayer, not because of me, but because of Jesus. So I pray it. I pray that we would honor you in all we do and that you would forgive us when we don't te nos cuando no lo hacemos. We thank you for that that wonderful truth in Jesus name and in the name of the Señor Jesús. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you team for your leadership. We're grateful for you. Grateful for so many um, gifts that we have in the community and the body of christ we're celebrating new life in our church we've had some babies born in the last 24 hours and uh, uh lots of good things in that regard people in need of healing people that are still uh in a place of grief you know we're all over the place but we come to this one place to worship god and to gather around his word estamos en muchos lugares en lugares de gozo lugares de, 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 de lágrimas pero nos reunimos acá And I am so grateful that as a part of our gathering, each Sunday, we have our children. And they are such an important part of Sunrise. We love our children, and we want to send them out right now for the children in worship time. That's a time for boys and girls, three years old, up to fifth grade. They have instruction in God's Word in a way that they can grow and understand. (inaudible) Es el tiempo de niños en adoración para los niños de tres años de edad hasta quinto grado, other youth activities starting up soon, as you heard, Greg, from the video. So we really value and love what God is doing with our children and our youth at Sunrise. And they are us. They are a part of who we are. I want to invite you to have your Bibles open and to bring one. If you, if you have one at home, always know you're welcome to bring one. But if you don't have one, there are Bibles on the table in the back. I biblias en las mesas de atrás. Uh, many phones you have bibles go ahead and open that up the scripture i want to point us to to begin with today is hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 22 hebrews 10 del 19 al 22 there are page numbers there sorry they're kind of mixed up but uh, those are the page numbers that um you'll find in the bibles from the back this is in the second half of the bible in the New Testament, está en el segunda, la segunda mitad de la Biblia, el Nuevo Testamento, Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 22. We're entering a week number two in a new series of messages that I began last week, looking at God's reshaping tools. Estamos en una serie sobre las herramientas de Dios para remodelarnos. I'll have more to say about that in just a moment, but we want to Open up and have God's word speak to us. So I'll be reading first in Spanish. Then I'll read in English. Voy a leer primero en español y luego en inglés. This is the word of the Lord. La palabra del Señor. Escuchemos con corazones y oídos abiertos. Así que, hermanos, mediante la sangre de Jesús, tenemos plena libertad para entrar en el lugar santísimo. Por el camino nuevo y vivo, que Él nos ha abierto a través de la cortina, es decir, a través de su cuerpo. Y tenemos además un gran sacerdote al frente de la familia de Dios. Acerquémonos pues a Dios con corazón sincero y con la plena seguridad que da la fe, interiormente purificados de una conciencia culpable y exteriormente lavados con agua pura. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. And having our bodies washed with pure water. So, the uh, Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., is a national treasure in this country. It is a, a place where there are so many wonders to behold. Wonders from the history of our country, really from the history of the world. at Instituto Smithsonian es un lugar de maravillas. And at the Smithsonian, you can see a lot. Uh, at the Air and Space Museum, for example, uh, you can see on display, hanging in the air, the very first airplane that ever flew. Puedes el primer avión. You can also see the first airplane that flew across the Atlantic Ocean, the Spirit of St. Louis. You can see one of the first Apollo space capsules that actually went to the moon and back. Puedes ver la capsula espacial Apollo que fue a la luna. And there's just so much more. Uh, You can see, and I have seen, the original flag that inspired the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem. It's on display. It's almost 200, well, it is over 200 years old. Hay una bandera, la bandera original, que inspiró el himno nacional de Estados Unidos. You can see Abraham Lincoln's top hat, uh, the hope, diamond. I mean, you can even feel, touch an actual moon rock. Puedes ver el diamante hope y hasta tocar una piedra de la luna. So many different things. It's an amazing experience. But if you go to the Smithsonian Institute, you need to understand that there are a couple of problems you're going to face, a couple of issues that you're going to have to deal with. Para ir a este instituto hay dos problemas uh, que vas a enfrentar. The first issue is access. Access. It's not easy to get there. El acceso, no es fácil llegar allí. You have to, first of all, you have to battle the beltway traffic. You have to battle Washington, D.C. traffic. And then you've got to get into the mall area, and you've got to find a parking spot. And that is not easy or cheap. Hay que batallar el tráfico, encontrar un lugar donde estacionarte. No es nada fácil. It's not easy to get to the Smithsonian Institute. And the second problem you're going to have is this. The Smithsonian, you need to understand, is not just one place. It's not just one site. The Smithsonian Institute is 19 different sites, 19 different places. No es un solo lugar, son 19 sitios. And there are 19 different museums and displays with so much to see there are an estimated 156 million items that you can view at the Smithsonian Institute. You're not going to see it all. That's a challenge. You can spend your whole lifetime trying to go through the Smithsonian. You'll never get to the end of it. Nunca vas a llegar al fin. I can tell you I've been there maybe two or three times. I've probably seen three or four of the sites, of the museums, and I know I'm not seeing all of that, and I frankly am not up to the challenge of seeing the rest uh, and trying to get it all done. It just isn't going to work. He visto un par de museos, pero no he visto mucho. As I said before, uh, last week we began a new series of messages, and the name of this series is God's Reshaping Tools. Estamos en esta serie las herramientas de Dios para remodelarnos. And we began to talk about these things called spiritual disciplines or, or holy habits. These are perf- purposeful practices that God has provided for us as tools. And these tools are meant to reshape us, reform us so that we grow towards maturity and we become more full as followers of Jesus Christ. Son las herramientas, las disciplinas que Dios usa para remodelarnos como discípulos de Cristo. And if you were here last week, you know I used the illustration of glass blowing and how through Jesus, God brings us into a place of acceptance. He brings us into this glory hole. Dios nos trae como un, en el vidrio soplado un lugar de aceptación and then he wants to breathe new life into us, the new life of Jesus, the new life of His Spirit, the resurrection life. Él nos quiere soplar su nueva vida, and out of that, He wants to reshape us. He wants to reconfigure us so that in the end, we begin to take on the shape of Jesus Christ in our lives. Él quiere que tengamos la semejanza de Cristo. And to do that, like a glass blower, He's going to use different tools different reshaping tools nos a a, a usar unas herramientas now the reshaping tool I want to focus us on today is one of the most important ones, it's the reshaping tool of prayer quiero mirar la herramienta de la oración prayer, now when I say that word prayer, immediately I'm guessing there may be a couple of things that come to your mind, I believe that for most of us when we think about prayer uh, there are two challenges that are not unlike the challenges we have with the Smithsonian Institute. Hay dos desafíos, casi como el Instituto Smithsonian. First of all, when we think about prayer, there's the problem of access. Primero el acceso. It is not easy to get to a place of prayer. We have to battle the the traffic of our racing thoughts and we have to battle our clogged and stressful schedules and it can be a real fight just to get to a place where we can park ourselves and pray. Es difícil batallar el tráfico de nuestros pensamientos y nuestros horarios para estacionarnos y orar. Access is an issue. And the second problem we have with prayer, I think for many of us, is that uh, there's just so much to it. It seems like that there are so many different ways to pray. There are so many kinds of prayer. maneras de orar, tantos tipos de oración And when we get to prayer, if we are managed to get to that spot, it seems like there are 156 million different things we have to keep in mind so that we get this prayer thing right. Parece que hay 150 millones de cosas para tener la cabeza sobre la oración. And so many of us feel like, I don't have the hang of this. I, I can't pray. I'm no good at this. Yo no sé hacer esto. Well, if that's been your experience with prayer... I believe we have encouragement here from God's word that I want to point us to today. Hay una palabra de ánimo aquí, and it comes from Hebrews chapter 10, from this scripture that we've just read. And and here we find some some truths that are brought to us. And when we take this truth and lift it up in the light of what prayer is, I believe this can help us. We can pray. Podemos orar. It says here, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Tenemos confianza para entrar en el lugar santísimo por la sangre de Jesús. It says here, we have a new and living way opened up for us by Jesus' blood. Hay un nuevo camino vivo abierto por la el cuerpo de Jesús. This is a truth that I believe is powerful and can set us free when it comes to the problem of access with prayer. This is saying that, that Jesus has opened up the access through his body and his blood. Por el cuerpo y sangre de Jesús nos ha abierto el acceso. So literally when it says we have confidence to enter the most holy place, it literally says we have a road into the most holy place. Tenemos un camino dentro del lugar santísimo. We have a road into the most holy place. The word in the original language of the Bible is is a weird word. It's the word "isodus." Isodus. Es la palabra isodo. Now, that doesn't seem like any word you and I know, except it is related to another word that might be familiar to you. It's the word exodus. Se parece a exodo. What is an exodus? An exodus literally means a road out un exodo es un camino hacia afuera we have a book in the bible by that name right the book of exodus hay un libro the exodo what is the book of exodus about well it's the story of how God created a road out of slavery out of Egypt for the people of Israel Dios creó un camino de salida de Egipto de la esclavitud and how did God do that well, he provided the blood of a lamb and the Israelites put the blood of a lamb over their doorposts so that death would pass them over and the Egyptians, they had death, not pass them over and it created a road out, out of that slavery. Pusieron la sangre un cordero sobre las puertas para crear un escape de Egipto. Well, in Jesus, we have something similar. Jesus, the Bible tells us, is the Lamb of God. Who takes the away the sin of the world, Jesús a cordero de Dios, and by his blood, Jesus has provided an exodus. He's provided a road out, a road out of sin, a road out of death. Jesús en su cuerpo ha provisto un un camino fuera. El Cordero de Dios nos ha dado en su sangre un camino fuera del pecado. But here's the other part of it. Jesus has not only provided a way out, a road out, he's provided an exodus. Not just an exodus. He's given us a road into the most holy Presence of God. Tenemos un camino hacia adentro, hacia la presencia santísima de Dios. And that has huge implications for prayer. That means that the way is opened. It means Jesus has paved the road so that we can go into God's very throne room. Jesús ha puesto camino para que vengamos al trono de Dios. And so in light of that, Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Acerquémonos pues a Dios con corazón sincero y con la plena seguridad que da la fe. Because of Jesus, it's not Hard to get to a place of prayer. It's not hard at all. Jesus has opened the way. Por Jesús no es difícil llegar a un lugar de la oración. And we can go there. And what that also means, I believe, is that not only do we have a road into God's presence and open access through prayer we also have the one who's opened that access available to teach us how to pray. El que ha abierto acceso nos enseña a orar. In fact, he has done that very clearly. We say, I don't know how to pray. There's so many things to remember. No, Jesus has given us a road map for understanding prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, we find a lot of this. Mateo says, Nueve, Matthew 6, verse 9. Jesus says simply, this then is how you should pray. He's opened up the road, but then he's also given us instructions. Ustedes deben orar así. And then, of course, we have this model prayer called the Lord's Prayer. I would like us to read it together right now as uh, as uh, a group, okay? So let's just read this prayer together. It says, Padre, uh, we'll do it in, actually in English first. Our Father, who art in heaven, Amen. Let's do that in Spanish together. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. El pan nuestro de cada día, danoslo hoy, y perdona nuestras deudas como perdonamos a nuestros deudor- deudores. No nos metas en tentación, mas líbranos del mal, porque tuyo es el reino y el poder. Y la gloria ahora y por siempre. Amén. That's coming from Matthew chapter 6. Mateo capítulo 6. You say, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. Here you go. Here's our model. What is prayer? Este es el ejemplo de la oración. Well, prayer is about, according to Jesus, it's about, first and foremost, honoring God. Es honrar a Dios. We sang that today. I honor you in all i do right it's about honoring god it's about asking for god's rule his will and his ways uh, to be completely done here the way it's always done in heaven es buscar la voluntad de dios en la tierra como en el cielo y buscar el reino de dios aquí it's it's about asking for our needs our daily needs es nuestras necesidades diarias it's about asking for forgiveness, for sure. We need that. Es pedir el perdón. But it's also about asking God for the help to forgive other people. Y la ayuda de perdonar a otros. And then, of course, it's also about seeking spiritual protection from all of the forces of evil and danger that surround us. Busca protección espiritual del maligno. All of these things are wrapped up in prayer. And, and Jesus in Matthew 6, if you read through his instructions on prayer, he's very clear. God does not hear you because of how fancy or how many your words are. Dios no te escucha por la palabrería que hables. That's not what it's about. We can simply come to God as children come to parents podemos llegar como un niño a su padre i think about a child coming home from school un niño que viene de la escuela when a child comes to their own house from school do you think they knock on the door and wait for mom or dad to answer the door no they burst through the door llegan a la puerta no tocan entran and they go right into the house mom dad i'm home Guess what happened at school today? Let me tell you all about it. Mira que pasó en la escuela Hey, can I have some milk and cookies, please? Can I sit down and be with you for a while? Puedo tomar leche, un poco de galletas. The child's just going to enter in. And if dad or mom says, hey, your feet are muddy. Oops, sorry, I'll go wipe them. That's the kind of intimate, confident, Relationship we can have with God in prayer. Así la relación que podemos tener con Dios en la oración. So, what this means is that, that in a good way, prayer is a lot like going to the Smithsonian. In a good way. De forma positiva, es como el Smithsonian. It means that when we have this access to God in prayer, we are entering into this vast hall of treasure where we have an encounter with the living, real, true God of the universe and we can, in prayer, experience and understand and get to know this God and His glorious greatness and you will never get to the end of it. You will never know all there is to know about God. You'll never experience all there is to experience, but you're in this vast, beautiful place with God. Puedes entrar en la presencia de Dios y conocerlo en toda su gloria y nunca vas a llegar al fondo. Author Richard Foster says that m- many times when we come to prayer, we're coming from on top. We want to be on top of our prayers. Uno dice que queremos estar encima de la oración. We want to be large and in charge. We want to be competent and in control. Queremos ser competentes en control. But he says that's not where prayer begins prayer actually begins when we come from underneath when we are giving up control and we're not competent god i'm a mess help me out here es cuando venimos desde abajo y no somos competentes ni en control and then richard foster this author goes on to say that prayer when you when you really boil it down prayer is nothing more than an ongoing and growing love relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Es una relación continua y creciente con Dios, el Padre, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. It is an ongoing and growing love relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Another author, C.S. Lewis, says that we may not understand the doctrine of the Trinity, that God is three in one. No comprendemos la doctrina de la Trinidad, dice C.S. Lewis. But in prayer, we actually can experience the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, but not just the doctrine, the reality of the Trinity. En la oración experimentamos la realidad de la Trinidad. We come to God the Father through the help of Jesus the Son, who is the great priest that Hebrews talks about, he's opened the way, he's made a bridge, venimos a Dios Padre por Jesús Hijo que abierto el camino como gran sacerdote, and when we don't even know how to pray, we have right beside us a counselor, the Holy Spirit of God, to inspire and to teach us and to help us to pray. El Espíritu Santo nos da las palabras como para orar. you got God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit involved in the whole thing. You're being drawn to God. You're being pushed to God. You're being helped by God. It's an experience of the triune God. Es una experiencia del Dios triune. So, in many ways, I think we, we need to simplify prayer. We've made it way too complex, way too hard. And there's some scriptures that I think also point us to this. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Primera de 5, 16. And this is what it says, very simple. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Estén siempre alegres, oren sin cesar, gracias a Dios en toda situación porque esta es su voluntad para ustedes en Cristo Jesús another is Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 very similar words listen and see if you can pick up the similarities palabras parecidas en Filipenses 4.4 it says rejoice in the Lord always alegrense siempre en el Señor and it says the Lord is near el Señor está cerca don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in everything, all of life, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. No se inquieten por nada más bien en toda ocasión con oración y sus peticiones a Dios y denle gracias. So simple, it's saying we are to rejoice always. Always be Joyful, always live with the joy that at any moment you have access into the Father's presence. Estén alegres porque en cada momento puedes estar en la presencia de Dios. And then pray continually. Oren sin cesar. In all different directions. Praise Him, thank Him, confess to Him your sin. Pray for your needs and for the needs of others. Adórenlo, uh, agradezcanlo, uh, pueden presentar sus peticiones y sus confesiones. Do all of that. And then it says in Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. La paz de Dios guardará su corazón y su mente en Cristo Jesús. What is that saying? In a sense, it's saying you're going to be shaped in those prayers. The peace of God in that in that will shape you so that your mind and your heart is beginning to be shaped by and like Jesus. Tu corazón, tu mente será transformado por el Señor Jesús. So pray continually. Oren sin cesar. What does that mean? Does that mean that... Uh, I need to spend my day on my knees, hands folded, eyes closed, and that's where I live? ¿Es vivir con las rodillas dobladas, manos dobladas, ojos cerrados? That doesn't sound very practical, does it? I don't think it means that. But it means that, in a sense, we are able to pray continually, that the, that the access to the Father is, is instantaneous, and you can pray wherever, whenever, however you need to. You can be praying and working at the same time. In fact, I would argue that prayer and work go together because your work can actually be a form of prayer. Tu trabajo puede ser una manera de orar. While you're working, you can be, you can be saying, Oh, Lord, I need help with this task. I need help with this meeting. God, guide me here. What's the best way to do this? ¿Cómo hago esto, Señor? Lord, I'm making this widget. I want to make you the very best widget I know how to make. May this be for your glory. Quiero hacer, fabricar esta cosa para tu gloria. Work and prayer actually belong together. In fact, I can tell you I am working and praying right now. I'm working and sharing a message, but somehow in my spirit I'm also, this is a, a prayer to God for you, with you. You can bring those things together. Puedes unir la oración y el trabajo. Uh, there's another author by the name of Frank Laubach who who is a man of prayer, and he talks about this thing he calls flash prayers. Hay oraciones instantáneas. What's that? Well, these are, These are just prayers you can offer up in a flash because you're having this ongoing dialogue with God and he says, you know, if you're in this mode of praying continually, even to see somebody will be to pray. To lay your eyes on somebody could be a prayer. Hasta ver una persona puede ser una oración. Or to hear somebody, to hear some children laughing or a woman crying or a man yelling or whatever it is. That can be a moment of prayer. Hasta escuchar algo puede ser un momento. Have you ever heard an ambulance go by? When an ambulance goes by, often that's an opportunity to say, Oh God, I don't know who that's for. Someday it might be for me, but help them in this moment, Lord. It's those kinds of things, flash prayers. It's this ongoing dialogue that you have because you have that instant access. Es un diálogo constante. I've recognized that this works in my life in the sense that it's become just a part of me that those are the kinds of things I'm doing during the course of the day. In the so-called dead moments of the day, en los momentos muertos el día, I'm driving along like this week. I'm listening to the radio news and I hear about what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm praying, God have mercy. God, help these people. Escuchas en la noticia sobre Afghanistan y yo estoy orando. I'm washing my hands and my parents come to mind. God, thank you for my parents. Bless them. Or my wife, or my children, or maybe some of you. Sometimes I'm praying for you while I'm washing my hands. I'm not washing my hands of you, just so you know. Not at all. Estoy orando. Those are the moments when you, when you have those opportunities. And it's this constant dialogue with God. Now, if we say that that's, that's prayer, and it is that we should pray without ceasing, does that mean that we never stop to pray? That we never make it a point to pray? I don't think so. I think that is also important. Es importante también que demos una pausa para orar. There should be a point every day where where we have that dedicated, focused time with God. Do you have that time? Tienes ese tiempo con Dios cada día. You know you have three opportunities for prayer points every single day. Three opportunities to pause and pray. It's called before every meal. Antes de cada dar una pausa. It can just take a minute, but you can pause and pray. Thank God. Some time during the day. What's the time that works for you? For me, it's the morning. I'm a morning person. Soy una persona de la mañana. And, and so I've, I've intentionally carved into my time in the morning, time for prayer, about 15, 20 minutes. Tengo un tiempo de 15 a 20 minutos en la mañana para orar. And I've literally come to the point of setting my clock twenty minutes earlier than I normally would. I would normally get up at six a.m. I would love that, but I'm getting up at five forty. And I don't miss twenty minutes of sleep if there's twenty minutes with God. You understand what I'm saying? You have to make that a point to carve it out because it will not happen by itself. Tienes que tener un plan. Maybe it's at noon. Maybe it's on your coffee break at work, or maybe it's in the evening when the kids are in bed and it's a quiet time. And if you're a busy mom, please understand, I'm not trying to lay something else on you. You may have to be even more creative than the rest of us, okay? I get it. But where's that time where God has your full undivided attention? ¿Dónde está ese tiempo donde Dios tiene tu atención? So, here's the point. The point that I think is where we're headed here. The more we take the road into God's holy presence in prayer. The more we allow ourselves to be stretched by prayer in all of its different shapes, in all of its different sizes and forms, the more we are going to be reshaped into the likeness of Christ, into the goal that God has for us. Entre más llevamos ese acceso a Dios en la oración y nos a la oración en varias formas, más vamos a ser transformados a la imagen de Cristo. That's the point. Prayer is God's reshaping tool. There's a retired reformed pastor by the name of Bill Brownson. I met him years ago, and he wrote a book on prayer that I've been reading And he says something very simple. Un pastor jubilado dijo esto en su libro. He says, as we believe, so we will pray. Como queremos, así oraremos, dice él. As we believe, so we will pray. In other words, what you and I really believe about God is going to come out in the way we pray. Lo que queremos de verdad acerca de Dios salen como oramos. And he gives an illustration. He says, an atheist does not believe that there is a God so there is no reason for an atheist to pray. An atheist won't pray. Un ateo no cree en Dios no va a orar. So here's the question. If you're not praying, are you an atheist? Si no oras, oras eres ateo? A fatalist A fatalist believes that everything in the universe is predetermined. It's going to happen the way it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do to prevent it or to change it. So there's no motivation for a fatalist to pray. Un fatalista cree que todo está predeterminado. No hay pretexto para orar. If you're not praying because you figure, well, what difference does it make? It's just going to be the way it's going to be. Si no porque piensas que no va a cambiar nada, then here's the question. Are you a person of faith or are you a fatalist? ¿Eres una persona de fe, un What we believe about God comes out in the way we pray. But well, if we believe, if we affirm that our God is a God who has created the entire world, He's created you and me in His image, and He has a plan. And if we believe that God is intimately involved in this world and intimately involved in our lives then we will take this isodus, this road, into God's presence. With freedom, with joy, with confidence, we will continually pray. Vamos a llevar este camino de entrada a la presencia de Dios con confianza y libertad. And we will pray knowing that it matters to God. It matters, and God will respond to our prayers. Dios sí responde la oración. Now, it's not always the response we think ought to be there, but the Bible does say something about God being able to, to do more than all we could ever ask or imagine. Dios puede hacer muchísimo más de lo que podemos imaginar o pedir. Now there's, you know, we, we've just scratched the surface here. As I was preparing this message, I thought, how am I going to preach on prayer in one message? It's just no can do, right? We've, there are at least 156 million other things that I could say about prayer. Podría decir 150 millones de cosas más. But, but here's where I want us to, to consider ourselves in this week. I want to encourage you, encourage us, to stretch ourselves in prayer this week. Stretch yourself in prayer by exploring and experiencing prayer, maybe in some new way, in some new form. Extiendete al experimentar la oración de una nueva forma. In fact, we have here, as I said last week, each week we're going to be handing resources to you. And so we have this resource It's on a, on a card, and there are prayer suggestions for you, ideas. ideas aquí en esta tarjeta. There are some uh, quotes from Scripture, the Lord's Prayer is on here. Hay uh, Padre Nuestro. There are some other quotes to, to inspire you, to encourage you. Hay otras citas para inspirarles. And I want to invite you to take this and 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 give some new shape to your praying this week. De nueva forma de la oración esta semana. And then I want us in the weeks to come, as you begin to give new shape to your prayers, to try and stretch, watch how God starts to give a new shape to you. If he can say, al dar nueva forma a sus oraciones como Dios les da una nueva forma so we to invite us right now to stand and we're going to pray that Lord's prayer again together vamos a orar usando el Padre nuestro los que hablan español les invito a que oren a la vez que los que oran en inglés we're going to pray this bilingually together all at the same time Let's go to the Lord together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this road in, this way that has cost so much. It's cost your body and your blood. You have paid for us to be able to pray with everything. Has pagado el camino de acceso a la oración con tu sangre, tu cuerpo, Jesús. Lord, Forgive us for making it more complicated than it is. And help us. Help us to pray continually and to pray pointedly, purposefully. Que oremos continuamente y con propósito. We thank you for what you're going to do in that. Lord, what could you do with this community, this people called Sunrise, if we were to stretch and grow in calling upon you, in seeking you, in honoring you and confessing our sins and thanking you and praying more seriously for the needs of other people? What would happen if we were to grow as a people of prayer? What could you do? You could do immeasurably more than we all could ask or imagine. Cómo sería si pudiéramos crecer en adorarte, agradecerte, confesar el pecado, orar por las necesidades de otros. Tú podrías hacer muchísimo más de lo que podemos imaginarnos o pedir. And so, Lord, we do pray that we could do that by your grace and that your kingdom would come and your will would be done more in us, through us, around us. Que venga tu reino y se haga tu voluntad cada vez más Por medio de nosotros y alrededor de nosotros. We ask this because you alone are able to do it. And we pray, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for this grace, this gift. Thanking you for prayer. Gracias, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, por la gracia de orar. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name we ask this. In the nombre of Señor Jesús. Amen.